mutterings over the crib of a deaf child. How will he hear the bell at school, arrange the broken afternoon, and know how to run across the cool grasses where the stallings cry, or understand the day is gone? Well, someone lifting up curious brows will take the measure of the clock, and he will see the birchen brows outside sagging dark from the sky, and the shade crawling upon the rock. And how will he know to rise at morning? His mother has sons, other sons to wake him. She has the stove she must build to burning before the coals of the nighttime die, and he never stirs when he is shaken. I take it the air affects his skin, and you remember when you were young, sometimes you could feel the dawn begin, and the fire would call you by and by out of the bed and bring you along. Well, good enough. To serve his knees, all kinds of arrangements can be made, but what will you do if his finger bleeds or a bob white whistles invisibly and flutes like an angel off in the shade? He will learn pain, and as for the bird, it is always darkening when that comes out. I will putter as though I had not heard and lift him to my arms and sing, whether he hears my song or not. So this was written back um, actually in the 1950s. So um, it's not politically correct in some of the way that the terminology is. You know, even though it says 2004, it really was written in 1950s <coughs> by James Wright. <coughs> and what it describes is essentially a child with some neurodivergent issues and special needs. Um, and uh, I think it's really poignant um, to, to, to think about, you know, how will he hear the bell at school, arrange the broken afternoon, and know how to run across the cool grasses? You know, if, if you're, you're thinking about someone is talking about this child, saying, well, what are we going to do? And, you know, how will he know to rise in the morning? His mother has other sons to, to wake him. But at the end, I love this, the ending is, he will learn pain, and as for the bird, it always darkens when that comes out. I will putter as though I am not... I had not heard. What does that mean? What does it mean? I will putter as though I had not heard. So someone is someone is talking to this parent of a child with some neurodivergent special needs issues, and this person is saying, "I'm not going to pay attention to the negativity, right? That this person is trying to feed me to say, well, what if this and what if this and what about this and what about this, right? I'm not going to pay attention to that. I'm just going to focus on." lifting him into my arms and singing, whether he hears my song or not. I love that. Because that's the whole point of everything we've been talking about this whole quarter and dealing with these kids, is you do things out of love for them, whether they seem to get it or not. Right? You do things for the sake of doing it, whether it looks like it makes sense to them or not. You're all, it's all about giving to them. It's all about taking the extra step for them, and how did they feel? How is this environment? You know, how is my voice? How, it, making sure, and this sounds like nothing, making sure you're not wearing any colognes or perfumes or hairsprays, whatever, that smell, right? That have a scent to it that's strong, that might affect them. Making sure the music in your office is not like dun, 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 you know, pounding kind of like house music. It's, if any music at all, just relaxed, kind of music, music that's, that's very calming, or maybe even no music at all in that, in that particular room. What are you doing to help that particular child? What are you, how is your thought process? And let me just tell you the amazing thing. This happened last night. I just, you know, I love taking care of kids. And I have, well, and I have, um, I have one particular young person that I have been taking care of her since she was three, her and her sister. 
And uh, yesterday, her, her and her sister, um, these kids are super smart kids. And her and her sister were uh, both tasked by their, uh, by their uh, parents to memorize some poems. Um, and one of the, uh, the sisters memorized this other poem by Edgar Allan Poe, The Raven. Um, and, uh, but the other sister comes in and says, um, I says, what poem did you memorize? Because I adjusted her second. And she said, mutterings over the crib of a deaf child. And I'm like, huh. Like, I'm a, I'm a pretty well-read person. I've never heard of this particular one. I said, what's this about? And she said, what's about, like, a kid's got some problems and, like, how the parents have to deal with it and stuff. And I'm trying to memorize it, you know. And I said, could you write that down for me? And now, for like, in me, in my brain, in my, you know, very linear thinking, left brain kind of person that I am, I just write down, you know, mutterings of, over a crib of a deaf child. But she has to write it out, like, really fancy, right? So she's writing it out like with different colors, and she, and look and look at this is ten year old. Look at the script, you know, the cursive that this one has. Unbelievable, right? Like my script now doesn't look like this, and it's just so impressive that there are kids out there right now who care so much about other kids like this that this is our future, right? This, this particular young person, I know is gonna be a chiropractor, right? She's been telling me actually for the last several years she's gonna be a chiropractor. Um, but this is the kind of person that I want taking over my practice in 15 years, you know, when I decide to slow down. This is the kind of person who looks at this poem and says how beautiful this is. Instead of looking at this and saying, what doesn't rhyme? There's no rhyme to this. It, this there's no, no, nothing fun about this poem. Right? Because like, there's all the points you can have that are much more sing-songy and fun and happy and whatever. And this is actually a pretty sad kind of poem if you really think about it, although the, there's some optimism in the end. But to me, when I read this kind of thing, like when I went home last night, she gave me this note, and the care that she took to write this note, and I went home and I read it, and I was in tears. Because I said, wow, first off, this poem is so on target for what you have to do in order to be a parent of a special needs kid. You just have to ignore all those naysayers, right? And even back in the 1950s when this person wrote it and you know, autism and all that kind of stuff was hardly a blip in the screen, in the radar back then, they were or, you could already feel the pain that this person was dealing with, whether or not this person had a child like this is hard to say. Number one. But number two is the, the optimism that A, this poem shows at the very end, you know, I will I will putter as though I had not heard and lift him into my arms and sing, whether he hears my song or not. I just love the optimism there, number one. And I love the optimism that this young person had in sharing this with me. And how she said this is a really important and powerful poem. And what I want you to get at this is a 10-year-old taught me a lesson, right? And I've been around this planet, you know, almost 60 years now, and I'm still getting lessons from kids that are 50 years younger than me, right? And I thought that was like, wow. You, I, so next week, you know what I'm going to do with her? Next week, I'm going to say, so I read this poem of yours, which I hope that she appreciates. I read that poem that you told me about. What do you think it means? I want to ask her, what do you think it means? And I, I can't wait to hear what she has to say. 
right? And knowing the heart that she has, the heart space that she comes from, I bet you it's going to be the, the kind of answer that I would expect, you know, from her. Um, but this gives me hope, right? When I see this kind of stuff, this gives me hope because the, the, the hardest part I have to say about being a pediatric chiropractor is seeing the nonstop suffering that's out there. And, you know, back pain is one thing, yes, absolutely. And 80% of people have back, adults will have back pain, yes. But the, like every single day we have another kid come into the practice who has yet another problem. And it doesn't stop, and it's every day, and it's, it's when I'm here, you know, I just had a text message through my website, another person, another new patient, and another new patient, and another new patient. And I'm grateful, I'm absolutely grateful for the flood of new patients that we are able to, to see. But it, I don't know if you ever heard of the story of like, the ambulance down the river, it's, another, it's a very long poem, so I'm not gonna read that to you guys. But the ambulance down the river, essentially, it talks about how, <clears throat> And I think it was a John Denver song too. I think it turned into a song. This one guy was uh, is an ambulance driver at the bottom of a, at the bottom of like a, a very long river, um, and he's he's fishing people out who are falling into the water. He's fishing them out of the water and taking them to the hospital and, and going back and taking another one, going back and taking another one. And the end of the the poem in, in some ways says, but nobody is paying attention to what's happening up river as to why people are being thrown in. And that's what we're not paying attention to as a whole society, as a global community, is we're not paying attention to how is all this happening, right? How is all this coming? Now, not that we don't, like, we talked about neurodiversity and being okay with it all, so I'm okay with whatever it's at, but I really want to wonder, what is the, where's the nidus that started all this kind of stuff? Why is this, you know, how did we go from when I was a kid, one in 10,000, kids with, with autism to now one in 44. How did that happen? And yes, we could hypothesize and all that kind of stuff, but is there some way that we can slow that down? Because it's just getting more and more and more, and that's why we need you. Right? That's why I teach this class, and the other electives, and my ICPA class, and why I'm teaching for Dr. Porges, and all these other things that I'm doing. I do this because if we don't have an army of people taking care of kids, who is going to take care of it as this gets worse, because it's going to. Until we find what's happening, if ever, what's happening up the river, we're all standing downstream just fishing them out and taking care of, fishing them out and taking care of, fishing them out and taking care of, which is fine, and it's gonna build a very big and successful practice for all of you. But the question really is, or the, the situation really is, that we need a lot more of you out there than are really doing it. Because even though the ICPA is like 6,000 members, which is amazing, it's the ICPA is the largest non-political organization in chiropractic, it's not enough. It's hardly enough to take care of the number of kids around the world, and especially in this country who need help. It's not even close to being enough. And that's why I do what I do, and I hope, please God, when you guys graduate, whether it's in a few weeks, like some of you guys, or in a couple of quarters, like some other of you, I hope that you guys go out there and serve the kids because Lord knows they need it. Lord knows there is someone right now who is muttering over the crib of a child on the spectrum or muttering over the crib of a child with some other neurodevelopmental or neurobehavioral issue. There are parents all around there saying, what am I going to do? 
And if you don't do something, right, if somehow they don't find you or they meet you but you don't tell them the whole story, then they're just down the river, right? And I always, I always feel like, oh, I got one chance. I got one chance with them. They're in my office, right? Or they see something about me on my website or Facebook, whatever. I got one chance. And if that chance doesn't work, then they're down the river and I don't know what's going to happen. Right? So <clears throat> that's the gravity that I kind of approach this 